G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Too many Christians, in fact way too many Christians, are living lives that fall so far short of the life that Jesus promised. When Jesus promised power, they instead end up living a powerless life. I wonder if you know anyone like that. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to A Different Perspective as we kick off a brand new series of messages to help see the unlimited power of God unleashed in and through your life. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my special edition book. It's called Power Unlimited and I'd love to send you a free copy to help see the power of God unleashed in you and through you. I wonder if this scenario sounds at all familiar to you. At some stage way back when, You decided to believe in Jesus. Perhaps you, like me, can remember the day that you took that step. Or maybe, like many other people I know, you can't remember a time when you didn't believe in Jesus. So you believed and believed and believed, and somehow life didn't seem to get any better. You seemed to have the same challenges, the same successes and failures, whatever, as all the other people you know who don't believe in Jesus. In fact, oftentimes, they seem to be living even a better life than you are, and on top of that, they're not racked by guilt the way you are, because by not believing in Jesus, they don't have to worry about the idea of temptation or falling short of God's ideals or or any of that stuff. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Sadly, it's de rigueur for many a Christian. Most Christians, in fact. The Christian life doesn't seem all that it's cracked up to be. Wasn't it Jesus who said the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy, but I came that you may have life and have it abundantly? John chapter 10 verse 10. So where is that abundant life? The the original Greek word used there means literally super abundant. So where is this super abundant life that Jesus promised you? Why is everything so difficult? Why is it that I'm not filled with the joy and the excitement that I first felt? when I gave my life to Jesus. Can I tell you, I speak to a lot of people all around the world who come to me with basically that scenario, basically that same story. Here it is in a nutshell. I know that my life isn't what it's meant to be in Christ. I know that, but I don't know why, and I don't know what to do about it. And that's why today we're kicking off a brand new series of messages called Power Unlimited. Because the thing that's lacking in the lives of so many people, maybe in your life too, is the power to live the life that Jesus promised us. The devil comes along and whispers in your ear, you're not good enough for God. And actually he's right. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul says of himself. And remember, God called Paul to write almost half the books of the New Testament. Have a listen to what Paul says. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm of the flesh, sold into slavery under sin. I don't understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do everything I hate. Now, if I do what I do want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin 
that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is within my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what's good, evil lies close at hand. Romans chapter 7, verses 14 to 21. So the Apostle Paul, as it turns out, has exactly the same problem that you and I have. But happily he doesn't give up, because the old Paul, God bless him, also has the answer. The only answer that has the power to make a difference. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of sin and death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans chapter 7, verse 24. You see, I have some very good news for you today. Listen carefully so you don't miss it. God has already placed within you all the power that you need to live the superabundant life that Jesus died and rose again to give you. God has already made the resurrection power, the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead, available to you here and now to live the superabundant life that Jesus came to give you. I know, I know, you don't believe me. Good, you shouldn't believe me. It's not within my purview to grant you that power. But will you believe what God says in the Bible? Here's how the Apostle Paul puts it when he's writing to his friends in Ephesus. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. See, God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 22. Do you see what Paul's saying? Paul's prayer for the Ephesians is that they would discover the immeasurable greatness of God's power for us who believe. The very same power that raised Christ from the dead. Each year, we celebrate Easter, the death of Jesus on the cross, which receives most of the focus, and the resurrection, which, which frankly, we don't focus on all that much. But this resurrection is the evidence of the immeasurably great power that is available to you and me so that we can live a new life, the life that Jesus promised. As Bible teacher Casey Treat once said, we need to stop praying for power and start praying with power, the power that we already have. One of my Bible college lecturers from years ago, Dr. Barry Chand, once said that if he were to transliterate the original Greek words used there for immeasurably great power, it'd sound something like this, hyperbolistic, megathonic, dynamic power. Do you get it? Do you realise the immeasurable greatness of God's power that he has placed at your disposal to live your life for Christ? Hello, wake up! And the purpose of this power, the whole point of this power, is to enable us to live the new life, the born-again life, the resurrection life, the super-abundant life that Jesus came to give us. Yet so many Christians, most Christians, 
fail to live that life for one reason and one reason alone, because they don't lay hold of that power. We live on a spiritual battlefield. Paul puts it this way, our struggle isn't against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness as shoes for your feet. Put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all of the flaming arrows from the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 to 17. Now, I'm an old soldier from way back, and I can tell you that as I look at each of the elements of that spiritual armor that Paul lists there, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes, the shield, the helmet, each of those is a piece of defensive armour. Defence is important to protect yourself, but you don't win a war by defending. To win, you have to go into attack. And the only offensive weapon in that list is what? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's the only attack weapon in the spiritual armoury that God has given you. And the truth is that most Christians leave it in its scabbard. They leave the sword of the spirit at home, and then they wonder why the devil keeps on winning. And that... That's something we're going to talk a lot more about over the coming days. With all my heart, I want to see power unlimited, Holy Spirit power, the same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead, unleashed in you and through you. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, Power Unlimited. So I'm praying that by His Spirit, He'll revolutionize your life so that you can become all that He made you to be. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.